Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. In Luke 16:26, in Luke 16:26, where that separation Abraham calls it a great gulf. That's between those who, who, who are with him in paradise and those who are in hell, where the people in hell would very much like to get over, but they can't. And, because, and, 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 and in between is this death which casts its shadow. Now, this is, what the, this is why the Lord Jesus Christ is so great as the light of the world, because when he came to earth, he came and stepped around death and he gave this great light the people which, Mark, uh, Matthew 4.16, Matthew 4.16, the people which sat in darkness saw great light. They saw great light, and to them which sat in the region in the shadow of death, light is sprung up. He is the great light. He is the great light that destroyed death. He destroyed death, as it says, it says in Isaiah 25.8, Isaiah 25.8, which speaks about, it pictures him, the Lord Jesus, as a lion, as a lion that, uh, that, that attacks death, as it says here in Isaiah 25, 8. He will swallow up death in victory, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from the earth. So what a picture of that. Just think of the lion that has destroyed its prey. Then after the lion has finished its prey, eating its prey, the question is, where's the prey? Where is it? Where's the prey? And the answer is, it's gone. It's gone. The prey is gone. It can't be found. The lion swallowed it, swallowed it down. That's how death is described. It's eaten up. It's swallowed up by the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 54. 1 Corinthians 15, 54. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. So these questions, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? That's like asking, oh, where's the prey? Where's the prey that the lion had that I just saw? Oh, the prey, 1 Corinthians 15, 54. Oh, the prey, death, it's swallowed up in victory. He swallowed it. So victory, this word victory, it shows us that the prey put up a fight. It wasn't like a lion eating a gazelle where the gazelle just lies down and die, this is fighting, this is like the lion fighting a leopard, where the leopard's putting up a great fight, and where the, where, 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 where the Lord Jesus Christ faces off with death as the light, and he says in Hosea 13, 14, Hosea 13, 14, he says, he, he, he picture him going into the boxing ring here, the, the ring of wrestling, everything, and he says, he, he, he steps in there, and he's pointing at us, and he says, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. 
I will redeem them from death. Then he turns to his opponent, death, and he says, O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. See, that's the picture of the Lord Jesus as light, stepping into the ring of death that casts its shadow. And before that, he taunts death and says, I am your worst nightmare. Your worst nightmare has just, has just appeared. You, death, have stood in between man and God. And you, death, are holding man away from God by the power of your grave. And you are, and, and, and you are casting the shadow of death. You are terrorizing man with, the, with your shadow of death. But I'm going to be your worst nightmare. I'm going to be your destruction. That's like David, when he went to go fight with Goliath, before David started the battle there with Goliath. You know what David said in 1 Samuel 17, 46? 1 Samuel 17, 46, David say, said to Goliath, this day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the hosts of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And it was a tough fight. It was a tough fight. And especially when you look at that in the terms of light fighting against darkness, the Lord Jesus fighting against the darkness of the devil. It was a tough fight. And it was a fight that cost him his life. And before he died, the Lord Jesus died. In John 19.30, John 19.30, it says, when Jesus therefore received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. You know what it meant when he said it is finished? That was essentially, he's saying, I won. I destroyed death. I swallowed up death in victory. And when that happened, the Lord Jesus Christ, as light who had come to earth, he had confronted the darkness of death, the shadow of death, the one who had the power of death, that is the devil, and he won. And that's what's meant, this battle with light and darkness in Hebrews 2.14. Hebrews 2.14, where it says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also likewise took part of the same, that he through death might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So when we celebrate Hanukkah, when we celebrate light, we are celebrating how the Lord Jesus Christ fought with and overcame death and the darkness of death. This is what communion is all about. Communion is a remembrance of the fight between light and darkness, between the Lord Jesus Christ and the devil. It's communion is a remembrance of what it cost the Lord in that battle and how he won that battle. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ is the remedy for death. The Lord Jesus Christ is the light, is the remedy for darkness. And what he spoke about, the Lord Jesus spoke about what condemnation is. When he was talking about, he said, the great love of God in John 3.16, he talks about, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then, strange and strange as it may seem, he moves then from the love of God to then talk about the condemnation. And he says in verse 19 of John 3, John 3, 19, he said, this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil 
hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. So when did light come into the world? When the Lord Jesus Christ came. And what did that, what did that actually create for man? Well, it created for man, on the one hand, the John 3.16, which is God so loved the world, the door is open, whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But nobody is forced into that, as the thought of Calvinism. Nobody is banned, no, nobody is forced into that. It's a choice. So when he came, a crossroads were created. And man was put into a choice. And now it's man's choice. What will he decide? He will either decide to love the remedy, which is the light that came into the world, the light that fought with darkness and won, the light that overcame death. Love the light, hate the evil. Turn this way. Love the light, hate the evil, or love the darkness, hate the light. And that's the, and he says, and, and the condemnation, he said, the condemnation is to hate the remedy. The condemnation is to hate the remedy and love the sin. This is the whole point of John 3, 19. This is the condemnation that men love darkness rather than light. John 3, 16 is to love the light and to come to him, believe into him, and it should not perish, but that means turning back on sin, or the condemnation to love the, love the darkness and hate the light. It is all a matter of a person's response to the light. Now, when God made the announcement that the Messiah was gonna come and deliver man, which was in, John, which was in Genesis 3.15, Genesis 3.15, this was the great announcement of God said that he was gonna put enmity between the woman and between the devil, and the devil represented the darkness, and then the light was going to come from the woman. Mary gave birth to the Lord Jesus Christ, the woman, and the seed of the woman, the Lord Jesus Christ, he's the light. And it says there in Genesis 3.15 that the light is going to bruise the head of the, of, of, of the darkness, of, the, 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 of Satan, the darkness. But the darkness is also going to bruise the heel of the, of, 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 of the of the light, the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's just, it's just the picture is that you're going down and you're stepping on a snake like that, but as you do, the snake bites. And this is what happened to the Lord Jesus Christ, especially when the nail went through his heel. It's visualized there. So this is the first announcement that the Messiah was gonna come to earth. And since that time, man has wanted to know more and more and more. Who is he? What's he gonna be like? When is he coming? Who is this coming one? And, and, and the revelation that now comes as we're coming into Christmas, as this, you know, about the Isaiah 9 6. Oh no, this one, it, well, first of all, Isaiah 9 2, where the setting is, as we said, it's the people who are walking in darkness. They see this great light and they're dwelling in the land of the shadow of death, and upon them the light is shined. What is the light? Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Who is he? Who is he? The government shall be upon his shoulders. What's his name? His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That's who the light is. The light is. So this is the Messiah who comes. The Messiah who comes as the great light to, that comes on people who are in a hopeless state of darkness. And they're going to see this great light. And this is called Israel's light. 
And then as you move on from this, in the book of Isaiah, it comes, it comes then into Isaiah 53, the pinnacle, the climax of this, all of this, when we see in Isaiah 53, yes, Isaiah 53 is the great fight where he fights with darkness. He fights with darkness as he is wounded for our transgressions. He is bruised for our iniquities. And, and, and he pours out his soul unto death. This is all in Isaiah 53. All this has been done. This is the remedy. This is God so loving the world that he gives his only begotten son. And then comes the invitation in Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60. We're getting toward the end now of the book of Isaiah. In Isaiah 60, God looks for the response for man, and he says in Isaiah 60, verse 1, Isaiah 60, verse 1, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon me. Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light, O Israel. He doesn't say O Israel, but this is, he's, he's talking about Israel again. Unto us, unto Israel, unto the Jewish people, the child is born, the son is given. Never mix those up. There was no son born. There was no child given. The child was born. The son was given. The child was born on earth. The son was given from heaven. But this all happened, and, and now it's, it's thy light. It's Israel's light. I could make a joke right now, but I don't want to do that because it's going to take away from the seriousness I'm trying to create right now. So, okay, a little bit. Do you know why there's a light in every Jewish grave? There's an Israelite. That's terrible. Okay. I don't know why I do this. It's this disease, I can't help myself. You know, like overeating. Anyway, um, forget it. Okay, so this is what's important when it says in Isaiah 60, verse 1, thy light has come. Israel, your light. It's your light, Israel. It's your light, Israel. And you know which is the scandal of scandals and the greatest catastrophe. This is the Shoah. There's a day of Shoah in, in Israel, which is remembering the Holocaust and all those kind of things. No, there's a greater Shoah than this. Shoah means catastrophe. Yom is day, Yom Shoah. There's a greater Yom Shoah than the, the Holocaust. You know what that is? Came unto his own, and his own received him not. The light came. Your light, this is what it says in Isaiah 60, verse 1. Arise, shine, for thy light is come. Your light, Israel, is come. In Isaiah, in, in, in Isaiah 60, verse 1. And John 1.11 says, when, the, when their light came to them, they said, no, thank you. And they walked away. No, we don't want him. No, we will not have this man to rule over us. That's the catastrophe of catastrophes. That is, 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 is it, there's no words to describe it. But he says, he says in, in Isaiah 60, verse 1, thy light has come, and they, they, they don't turn to him. And then Isaiah 60, verse 3 says, well, you know what? The Gentiles shall come to thy light. How many in here are Gentiles? Oh, you came to the light. You came to Israel's light. You, you know what I like to do sometimes? You know, we're talking about the mall and, the, and, and, the, um, and giving out the Hanukkah gifts. And sometimes I, I, I go to the, in the mall and and I, I say to the Israelis, I take my wallet out, and I say to the Israelis, I, Israelis, I say, okay, I said, let's say I'm, I'm walking by your booth, and, and, and I do that, you know, and I just kind of leave my wallet there, and keep like, what would you do? And, I, you know, of course, you know, I hope you don't pocket it, but anyway. Um, 
You'd come and you'd say, hey, hey, you, 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 forgot, it. you forgot this. You lost this. Here, here, let me give this to you. Here's your wallet back, right? And I tell him, I said, that's what I'm doing with you. Your light came. You lost it. You left it. I'm coming back to you and say, here, here, take, take your, this is yours. This is yours. This is your light, Israel. This is your, the Gentiles, especially, you should do that as Gentiles. You should go and say, I found what you lost. I took what you, what you rejected. I took what you dropped. That's your role. I've always said this before. The, the, the Gentile believers have a greater footing in reaching Jewish people than Jewish believers do. Jewish, people, Jewish believers look like me, like I'm Judas Iscariot, you know, the traitor. You're strange, so that may, gives you an entrance to them, you're Gentiles. But Gentiles, this is the promise that God gives, the Gentiles shall come to thy light. So Israel, God says, get up, arise, shine, for thy light has come. And when you do go and you talk to the Jewish people about how you found their light, God says, you will provoke a jealousy. What? Yeah, yeah, I found one. Boy, that was some treasure you left behind there. Whoo. Oh, yeah? Okay, that's the jealousy. That's the jealousy. Well, what does the light do? The light, it, it, as we mentioned here with that one, it shows the, 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 the dangers, like the scorpion is there, but also it talks about in 1 John 1.7, 1 John 1.7, it says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, you look at all of that body that I just read there of words, and you say, why is there all this talk about light and walking in the light and confessing and forgiving and cleansing from sin? Because the closer we get to the Lord Jesus Christ, the closer we get to the light. And the closer we get to the light, the more we see our sins and the more we see our need to confess our sins, to be forgiven of our sins, to forsake our sins, and to be cleansed by God. So he is the light that shows up in a world of sin. He not only shows sin, but he shows the remedy of sin. He's the, the Lord Jesus is a light in a world of sin. He shows what sin is, and he shows the remedy. That means the world without the Lord Jesus Christ is a world without light. It's in a state of darkness. When I go to Baja, down to Baja, I see the most amazing creatures that God has made in a place that really hasn't been touched by man. Amazing sunsets, amazing night skies, ablaze with stars, amazing, amazing whales that jump out of the water when the boats are going by. That happened. There, and amazing large flying mantas that I don't have a picture of because I couldn't get my camera out fast enough. And I was out on the boat this last week and I said, I can't believe I just saw that. It was a manta ray, it was two of them, two manta rays that jumped out of the water like a, like a rocket out of a submarine and it flapped its wings. And, it, and it, it didn't fly very well. I could have told it, you know, so you're not a bird. But I mean, amazing creatures amazing creatures, and, and, and yet I've talked to people down there where one person said to me, I believe man invented God. That's darkness. 
That's darkness. That shows, yeah, fish like this, the big Dorados and, 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 other, and big tuna and many other things in the water down there, big red snappers. My friend Jay caught a big red snapper. Looks like it's ready to snap him, but anyway. Um, so just think about the words we just sung. The light of the world is Jesus. Like sunshine at noonday, his glory shone in. The light of the world is Jesus. Come to the light. That's the invitation, Isaiah 60, verse 1. Arise, shine, for thy light has come. Come to the light, tis shining for thee. Sweetly the light has dawned upon me. Once I was blind, but now I see. The light of the world is Jesus. No darkness have we who in Jesus abide. The light of the world is Jesus. We walk in the light when we follow our guide. See, He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You dwellers in darkness with sin-blinded eyes, the light of the world is Jesus. Go wash at his bidding and light will arise. So there is a strong indication, as we said in Isaiah 60 and other places, that the Gentiles would be the responders to the light. Also, in Isaiah 42, verse 6, Isaiah 42, verse 6, the Lord said to Israel, I have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people for a light to the Gentiles. More indication. Isaiah 49, verse 6, Isaiah 49, verse 6, he said, the Father spoke to the light of the world, to Jesus, and said, I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles, that thou mayest be my salvation to the end of the earth. But the invitation is not just to look at the light. It's not just to gaze at the light. It's not just to admire the light. It's not just to, 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 to come and, 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 and to see all of its beauty. But just like the wise men who followed the star, he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. This is an invitation to follow the light. This is an invitation to believe in the light. This is an invitation to walk in the light. The light is a, not a light to our eyes. It is a light to our feet. Thy word is a lamp, not to our eyes. The la thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So what did the Lord Jesus mean when he says, I am the light of the world? What does Hanukkah really mean? What does the celebration of life mean? It means that if there is no change in the life, if there is no following him, then there's no true understanding of the light. The celebration of light is a celebration of light that changes the life, that brings a person out of darkness into light. And when this happens, this is what happened with the Lord Jesus, and so the explanation of his life was light in conflict with darkness. Light came, and the darkness could not extinguish it, but it tried. And that's the light, that's the conflict. So what you find in this chapter, in John chapter 8, which is really the chapter about light, is that the last verse in that chapter, which is verse 59, John 8, 59, John 8, 59, reads like this. Then took they up stones to cast at him. It means they want to kill him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple going through the midst of them. So today, as we celebrate and finish up our celebration of, the, the, of Hanukkah as a celebration of light, let's remember, light is a person. Light is a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the light of the world. Light is a person who invites us to follow the light, to come into the light, to believe in the light, to walk in the light. Let's pray. 
Father, we thank you so much for sending, Lord, beautiful light, the beautiful light of the Lord Jesus. We worship him as the light of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org, tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for the Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. 